Welcome to the 7 Minute Business Stories Podcast, a bite-sized business podcast powered by Team Visible. We aim to share the stories of the people in business, the highs and lows, and everything in between, in just seven minutes. These stories form the perfect library of bite-sized content for other business owners to listen to when they can grab a spare seven minutes to themselves. If you or someone you know has a story that should be shared, please get in touch with us at visible.com.au forward slash seven. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, Martin, and welcome to the 7 Minute Business Podcast Stories. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, good to be here. As a little introduction, would you mind telling us who you are and, uh, and what you do? Sure, Stefan. Uh, I'm a brand strategist, uh, sometimes referred to as a brand architect. I'm the guy who uh, creates uh, the positioning around businesses, who works with teams of developers and designers and all other creatives to help bring the vision of a company's identity to life, to give it form, shape, tone, personality and character. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, how long have you been doing this? About 25 years. Wow. I've got a few gray hairs to show it. Um, and yeah, look, it's something I live, eat and breathe, something you develop a conscious sort of cognizant attention to whenever you're out and about, you can't but help look at billboards and signs and bus ads. And, um, it's that constant assessment of what stands out, where a message is really compelling, what catches the eye. So it's something that, uh, makes up a lot of my world. I, I, I could imagine. Yeah, you kind of like you see you see shapes and brands everywhere, and sort of how how to to resonate correctly with, with, with those, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, you know all the elements of the visual and and the uh, the copy. Uh, you know what makes us look into something. What catches our attention? What stands out? Is it a wonderful you know graphic depiction of something? Is it a compelling image that moves our emotions? Is it the exquisite form that draws our attention in and, and, and we you know, feel certain emotions. Um, and it's done through imagery and it's done through the crafting uh, of words that make us feel. It's done through sound, through audio. Yep. Um, you know, video obviously plays a big part in marketing because it's such a, uh, a universal tool that we've somehow become almost archetypically conditioned to that we find something that's got a great soundtrack with amazing visual imagery a lot more believable than if we were just looking at an image or reading words on a page. Well, it's again, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy world. And again, like we're exposed to so many brands every day when we, you know, scroll through our social media page and stuff like that. So there's, there's so much of that out there, but, but what, what made you decide to, to sort of take this route uh, many, many years ago, 20 years ago? Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty creative and I had a strong, uh, you know, involvement in performing arts and come as a background, I'm a, I'm a musician and I'm also a dancer, I was a professional dancer in Sydney. Um, so I've always had that strong uh, creative and I suppose also or having quite a strong left brain logically as well, my father was a solicitor and so I think it's the balance of the yin and the yang that really helps um, move into an industry where there's a strong logic uh, between, behind building uh, identities as well as obviously the creative elements. Yeah. Um, so it's not just about a designer coming up with something that looks great, but is not aligned or is not in congruence with the whole sort of positioning of the business. And that's where I apply the real the blowtorch of logic. Does this name, does this tagline, does this messaging, will it work in the long term for this company in terms of the kind of clientele that they're trying to reach? 
Um, and yeah, you're right. There are so many brands out there and our senses are assaulted with a proliferation of information every day. You yeah. open your phone. So it's more important than ever to build a really unique and authentic and compelling message that really does make you stand apart from your competitors. And all the great brands that we see and that are almost sitting at the forefront of our you know, uh, cortex um, have been consciously created. They're not, they don't happen by chance. Mm. They're very carefully orchestrated, curated, managed uh, in order to make sure that we're seeing the same thing, getting that same message numerous times so that they become indelible impressions that don't ever leave us. Yeah, yeah. And so, so how do, how do you do that? Like, what's what's the secret, or what's or what's your secret, or, or your idea of, uh, of 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 how to develop that? Yeah, I've developed a methodology that works, and it doesn't really matter what the industry is. Um, and uh, for me, it's the four Ds I've developed. You know, before you can design anything, you really need to discover your client, their audience, the competitors. Um, people in the industry that are doing it really well, uh, what's unique, uncovering the ethos, the values, the philosophy that underpins you, not just as a commercial business, but how you want to run your business and who you want working for you and how you want to be perceived by the very people you're trying to reach. So that's about listening. So it starts with listening and really unearthing qualities and the characteristics and the personality of that business in order to really get a sense of where they're going and what's important to them yep. and who they're trying to reach. When you do that, then and only then can you define what their assets and their character and their attributes are. And that's then building a language around that identity. You do those two things really well, then you've got the mandate to go and design. But what happens mostly in small businesses particularly is people go straight for design. Mm. So I need a website, I go to a web developer. But he's not a brand strategist. He can code and he can use yeah, some OCA yeah. and he, he understands brand assets as a whole, but he's not the architect who's creating your dream home. Mm. Um, he's another technician, he or she. And so what you end up with is usually a disparate uh, mishmash of many brands. Uh, you know, the bloke that did the signage uh, look, um, you know, looks a certain way. Um, you know, the woman that did the social media for you, she's doing something. Um, the company that did, you know, the event for you, they produce something else, but no one's managing it so that it's really well crafted and curated and um, consistent. Yeah. Uh, I've heard other people uh, define a brand as something that almost has to to function as a as a as if it was a, another person, where you actually assign attributes and 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 um, emotions to it. So it's something that becomes more relatable as a as a customer. Um, is, is that something you would you would very, very much so? Yeah. Um, I was using the analogy in a presentation just recently of uh, you know taking a, a great character actor like Daniel Day Lewis, you know uh, the only male actor to win three Academy Awards and his last one for his depiction of Abraham Lincoln, where if you look at him in that role, he's completely different than what he is in real life. He changes his walk, his gait, his profile, yeah. his nuance, uh, his voice. The tone of his voice is completely different. So he doesn't go straight to reading lines mm. and, and acting, you know. He finds the internal essence of of that character, finds the kernel, and by doing that, is able to then bring on all the mannerisms and the nuances and the little physical and mental um, way that you would approach life as that character. And that's what I'm doing with brands. 
finding the core essence of them, their key characteristics, and then building assets around that so that they are um, authentic and they are unique to that business. They're not just some cookie cutter. You know, and there are only so many words in the English, English language. So often when you talk to businesses about, you know, what, what are important values for you, you know, and they'll, they'll say, you know, integrity and respect and quality and transparency. And you often walk into businesses and you see these words on a wall, but they're just words mm. and they're just espoused you know, theories. Unless you give a real voice to those and you articulate those and you write some really succinct, punchy text, they're of little value because everyone can say integrity. But what do we mean by integrity, you know? Yeah, yeah. We back up what we do. We have this process whereby we make sure that our staff are delivering. We follow up. Um, we have implemented this to ensure that integrity is the result. It's not just an idea. We've developed our business function to make sure we deliver integrity and we, we are that. So um, it's about understanding how the business goes about what it does. So it's not just creating a logo or a brand or an emblem or a symbol or some words. It's about really getting to the, the core essence of what the business wants to be. And, and oftentimes when people start out in businesses, they don't know. Mm. They're just doing the do, you know. There's a product and we sell it and we get some money and we chase our bills. Um, and a lot of the time it's it's helping give a voice and a language and building a character that they never thought was possible. Yeah, yeah. And so they start out sometimes thinking they're just going to get some, you know, design assets. And what they get is a whole business character and philosophy and, and drive. And a lot of the times it's it's not about the flag waving externally. It's about how you galvanize teams internally with great brand execution to really build a powerful language and a powerful rhythm in the business. But I suppose, yeah, like like the, the brand integrity would also be both external and internal. So obviously you've got to live up to that promise that you want to deliver to your, to your audience. Yes. So yeah. that's core values, but it's also behaviors. And then, okay, we want these behaviors in the business and you've we've really sort of enunciated those well, but how do we as a business actually remain true to those and ensure that those are being implemented and lived out. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, a lot of process stuff. Um, and sometimes when you're when you're doing this with clients, it really helps them get clarity and they suddenly realize that some of the people they've got on board aren't the right people and they actually need to get some new <laughs> people and they need to change some of the way they're doing. Yeah, I had right. the conversation just last week with a construction firm, exactly that. In the initial discovery brief, just talking through uh, the elements, suddenly became clear to him that his seating arrangement upstairs was completely wrong and that he didn't have that right energy and vibe in the place because of the way people had their backs to each other. So exactly what he was trying to create, he'd set up his office environment for that not to work. Right. But was not conscious of that. That must have been a profound experience to to, to go through that. Yeah, well, as, a, yeah. as a business owner. Yeah, yeah. So that it's and that, and that's the beauty in terms of really helping businesses crystallize what they're about and and what they want, and then being able to put it uh, in assets that perfectly align with what they're about. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's all in the head, but they don't have the ability or um, expertise to be able to frame it in the yeah. right language or certainly to give it a life in terms of its visual presentation so that's what we that's what we do but before we do before we design we make sure we clearly discover and it's define cool. yeah 
And the fourth D is deploy. Once you've done all that and you've done it logically and sequentially, then it can be deployed to anything. Then it doesn't matter whether you've got a press ad, an article, a billboard, a radio ad, a podcast, um, an event banner, a website, a brochure. It all has a similar vein. It's it's You've created effectively the, the brand template and then everything looks the same. Yeah. So you've got the consistency amongst all the platforms. Mm. And Im- imagery is a massive one, you know. Mm. We often see style guides and they'll tell you the typography and the color palettes and the do's and don'ts and what stationery should look like. But they often don't allude to the right kind of imagery that's going to support this business. Image is massive. I see presentations come out sometimes in PowerPoints of well-developed brands that have nice emblems and slogans and logos. But they're a complete mishmash of illustrative draw- drawings with mono drawings with full color with visual noise in the backgrounds right. Right. Um, and you've got this you, there's no style yeah right and so i often use you know think of curating a museum exhibition yeah. even even the mona lisa needs to be hung in the right space in the right room with the right acoustics and the right lighting to be fully appreciated so um you don't walk into an exhibition and see different types of framing and imagery and, you know, it's it's someone's taking the time to build a thematic unity in that room, it's carefully selected, considered and selected the pieces to go up, make sure that there's a similar way that they're framed, hung to perfection, same height, et cetera, spaced in the right way. How are people going to walk around this room so the, the, the client experience or journey walking into that space, making sure that they can appreciate all the elements and all the, all the wonderful paintings. So um, that's probably also as much as what I'm about is, is, is I'm that museum curator. So we might have the artists and the designers and the copywriters and the videographers and the cinematographers and all the wonderful skill sets, um, but someone needs to make sure that at the end of the day, there is a really well-defined message that's been communicated consistently across the board, across all assets. Mm. Wow, that's a that's a super comprehensive way of describing the whole the whole process, really. Yeah, as I say, brand's not a logo, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, but but um, so so based on all that, based on your experience, what are some of the some of the obstacles that you're facing when you go out to to say maybe if you go out to businesses and trying to to, to, to boil all this down to a logo or to a set of colors or fonts or whatever, like what, what's, what's, what does that look like? Well, the biggest hurdle usually is, is one of informing and educating because often the perception is that creating a brand is, you know, going online to a freelance and spending a few hundred dollars or something, you mm. know, um, particularly with smaller businesses and startups who often have pretty short pockets and they don't see the necessity or the importance of actually developing a really strong foundation for their brand. And um, a lot of my work sometimes is just doing that so that startups can get in front of investors and have a really strong, compelling message. Okay, the spreadsheet and the numbers are important, but unless you've got a really well-developed message and look and feel, Mm. it's very hard to get people excited to put their hand in their pocket. So informing and educating, um, taking people from thinking that brand is just, you know, some colors and a font, getting them to understand uh, that it's a process of many, many things um, and that going through those four Ds is, is important. Otherwise, they'll just keep going back to the third one. They'll just keep retweaking the design because, and it will never be right. Mm. Um, I had a client just last week, perfect example, 
called me, said, I've been recommended to you. We've tweaked our logo five times in the last two years and we need to tweak it again. Can you help? <laughs> you know, so my challenge with this gentleman was to get him to really see and understand and it was a real aha moment for him that he'll have to keep doing that because designers have leapt ahead and the core elements, the foundation elements aren't there. So we're going to stop. We're not just going to go and design and tweak stuff. We're going to go back and we're going to do it properly. And from that, we're in the process process now. We'll proffer some new, whole new sort of cultural statement and items that are probably and which will then have different manifestations of designs. Yeah, yeah. Which are going to be way more than he thought he initially needed, but are going to be exactly what he needs so that we do it once, we do it right, and it will see him for the next decade plus beyond and he won't be needing to tweak it every year or several times a year. So that's that whole discovery and really like understanding the, the, the core values of the business. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that's, and that's the difference. Um, like even working with senior designers, right, and there's some designers who are really savvy and you could go and brief them as a client and you might get a good result. But even in just in the last few weeks, working with some of my senior designers of some brands, these people that have, you know, that's what they do. They understand they can use the Adobe Creative Suite in their sleep. Mm. They understand how to use all the technical elements and they can create anything. But what comes back to me is never usually ready. Mm. Right? It's, there's a lot of project management back and forth because I'm a strategist who's understanding what the client needs and sometimes the designer will give me something and it's not quite hitting the mark. The client won't even see that. Often the first two or three iterations happen before the client even sees it. Right. And had the client just gone direct to that designer, they would have said, ended up with choosing something on first or second iteration. Yeah. But I haven't even shown them that because I know it doesn't fit. This is the difference, I guess, between, say, a, you know, a, a good builder and a master architect who That's really… A, yeah, that's a good metaphor, yeah. You know, someone who understands exactly what the client wants and they want to stay in this house for, you know, 15 years and the kids are going to grow up there and, you know, like, yeah, I see what you mean. And, you know, there are many wonderful technicians, you know, mm. um, and, uh, you know, as building companies have great uh, bricklayers and tilers and, you know, electricians and plumbers that they work with who are good, strong, reputable companies, um, they're making sure that they oversee the whole process so that, the dream home is there. And mm. as I say, do you want to create a, an okay business or a great business? Mm. Do you want to create a great business? You really have to carefully identify what are the key components of the business. What are its USPs and not just some sort of, you know, off the top of the head, oh, we do, you know, our quality is different or something. But what really, because there's a, there's a great story behind every business. And most business owners don't feel that. They just think, oh, well, I just did it. I got started and this happened. But my job as a sort of a brand storyteller is I unearth that. And it's actually a wonderful story. And people really resonate with it when it's told in, a, in, a, in the right way. Yeah. But even if businesses, business owners are quite good at writing, they will never write for themselves the way I would write for them. Because most people have the sense of false modesty. Mm. So they won't present themselves in as confident or assertive way that I will. Yeah. Um, and that's where you need often to stand back and work with people external to the business who can see your business in another way, in another light. 
and really bring a, a professional presentation to it. That's been look. It's been a, a, a huge revelation to to listen to, uh, to 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 all the stuff you've been saying. I, I love the whole discovery phase, and I can see why that would be so important to to a business. Um, but look, just before we, we uh, round up here, um, obviously, I'd like you to share where people can find out more about you, and, and hopefully, even if there's someone here who wants to engage in your services. But um, but prior to that, if you've got like a twenty or thirty second elevator pitch, if you want to drop that, uh, and then t- tell us where, where people can find you, that would be perfect. Yeah, sure. The elevator pitch would go something like this: to ensure that your business has the brand that perfectly reflects the ethos and the direction, and that the assets that are developed support that and are have a lovely congruence. That is how you want to be perceived. Is the way you will be perceived. Then. That's where you work with a company like ourselves who really very carefully and strategically will build you a brand that does all those things once, which is why we call it One Brand. I love that. <laughs> That's perfect. And where can people find more about uh, One so Brand? So they can go to our website, onebrand.com.au um, or our Instagram, uh, onebrand underscore Perth. And you'll also find... Uh, us on LinkedIn under, if you search for brand strategist Martin Purcell, uh, you'll find us there as well. Perfect. And all the links will be in the show notes anyway for anyone who's listening. So Brilliant. Thank you so much, Martin. I really enjoyed that. Thanks, Stefan. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank Have you. a great day. Thanks for listening to the 7-Minute Business Stories podcast, powered by Team Visible. You can check us out at visible.com.au forward slash 7. That's V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot com dot A-U forward slash S-E-V-E-N. We're always on the hunt for more guests. So if you or someone you know has a story that should be shared, please get in touch with us by visiting visible.com.au forward slash seven. See you next time.